Thanks everybody for joining us. Um, this is a webinar, Save on Credit Card Processing Fees with Benchmark Payments Networks. Uh, Benchmark Payments offers members money-saving programs to reduce or eliminate their credit card processing fees. Whether taking payments in the field, in the office, or through invoices, they are here to bring the lowest fees and the most modern technologies. This webinar will cover what is zero cost program, how does it work, what is the most modern technology to use, how it affects your bottom line and margin. Um, this webinar is going to be run by Max Cron. Max specializes in working with home service companies and with ISV integrations. He actively engages in strategic initiatives such as trade shows, coaching groups, and technical demos to generate leads and support customers. Max is an expert in technical solutions and helps guide both individual merchants as well as large-scale ERP systems to find payment systems that are inexpensive and fill all their needs. So it's all yours, Max. Awesome, Al. Thanks so much for having me. So the first thing that we're going to talk about here is just credit card processing, kind of what the difference between traditional and zero cost credit card processing is. So traditional processing is where the merchant continues to pay credit card fees at the end of every month. Um, merchants really don't like doing this. They want to try to eliminate as much of their fees as possible. So often merchants jump from one provider to another because they're able to save them 10 or 15%. And that's something that merchants should look at every few years because on the back end um, that people might not know is that uh, the processors raise rates just a couple basis points every couple months or quarter, depending on how they operate. And so the rate that you initially signed on with, let's say it was 3%, might be you know 3.25 now that it's been a couple of years. And so you should always be reevaluating your solutions. At Benchmark, we don't raise rates once they've been um, set. Sometimes the processors go in and they do it and we have to you know have a conversation with them. But... That's why a lot of people are jumping over to the zero cost program. Those rates, the credit card fees are passed to the customer automatically at the time of payment. So what that means is on, let's say there's a hundred dollar job, right? Uh, with the traditional system where the merchant's paying the fees, the merchant collects a hundred dollars from their customer on a credit card. And then at the end of the month, they have to pay out two fifty three dollars to the credit card processor. And so they're really only keeping 97 and change. Um, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's a little bit more, but it's a couple dollars. And so by the end of the year, you know, if your business is doing $100,000, you've lost a good sum of money just from paying those fees. So when the fee is passed to the customer, the customer is presented with two options. One is to pay with credit card and incur that, that credit card price. Um, and the other one is to pay on cash, check, or ACH without that additional cost. And so the customer is presented with two options. It's called dual pricing, basically. And the customer is presented with $104 on credit card or $100 on check, cash, or ACH. So the $100, $104 is collected from the customer. The $4 is split off to pay for all of the processing fees. And then the $100 is deposited into the merchant's bank account. So what this means essentially is that the merchant is asking for $100 and they get $100 in their bank account, regardless of it, if it's cash, check, or in this case, credit card. And so we have merchants that are saving 
you know, $5,000 a year. We have merchants that are saving $50,000 a year. We have merchants that are saving half a million dollars a year by passing the fee to their customers. And we've seen a lot of success with this program over the last two years. I've only signed people up for this program. Everybody is wanting to do it now. Um, I think that's because credit card rates have gotten to a point where the next logical step is to now pass the fee. Um, savings are still there, but they have diminished over the years. I think people used to be able to save you know, 30 40% on credit card fees by switching processors. Now the average savings is like 15 20%. And so people look at the next biggest savings, which is switching to zero cost. Now, zero cost is great because it can be implemented in many different ways. If you're sending invoices from QuickBooks or doing all of your payments through an online gateway, or you have a storefront and you have a POS system, or you just have a credit card swiper, um, they're all possible. It's all possible to do um, the dual pricing through any of these systems. So kind of what we specialize in is that we have a plethora of solutions. I would say we have about five to 10 solutions that we use regularly with about 20 to 30 partners in, in the space. What that means is however your business takes payments, whether it's, like I said, through QuickBooks or different accounting software or through an online gateway or invoicing or in the field with a mobile phone, um, we have solutions that match every need and every combination of I do it in the office and we do it in the field, but in the field, we do it through our iPads. We, we have options for everything. And so merchants are very happy when they switch, they stop paying the fees and we get them, you know, technology that might be more advanced even than what they're doing now. Um, for example, uh, one of those things is QR code payments. So you would create an invoice on your phone, hit save or hit create, and um, it pops up with a little QR code that a customer can scan and have the invoice and pay it on their phone. Now, the advantage of this is you don't have to email or text a payment link. Um, let's say you're in an area that doesn't have great phone service and you're not on your customer's Wi-Fi network and you need to get them the invoice without necessarily using the internet. That's a great option. I see a lot of people in home services using that um, just because it's a, a quick alternative. Obviously, there are options to email and text invoices. There's very simple options where you can just swipe a card with a little um, device that plugs into your phone or is Bluetooth to your phone. Um, in the last year or two, people are wanting to move away from the hardware and that's because they forget it or it's back in the in the truck and they don't want to go get it and then they have trouble pairing it to their phone and they might as well just key in the transaction anyway and type in the, merchant, uh, the customer's credit card number. And so something like QR code solves all of that where merchant builds the invoice and then customer scans the code. Um, I do see a lot of merchants in this space using accounting softwares like Sage, like QuickBooks, uh, like Accounting Suite. We have integrations. That's what the ISV is, an independent software vendor. And so we've established integrations into these platforms where we replace the processing inside the system. And so it's very invisible. So you would continue using, for example, QuickBooks to send out invoices just like you do now. Um, except on the back end, the processing goes through our system. And again, we have that for traditional processing where you pay the fee. Um, QuickBooks is about 3% for invoicing, and we beat those rates. So if you still want to pay the, the fees, you don't want to pass it on to your customer, that's totally fine. We have rates that are better than QuickBooks. Um, one advantage I will say of passing on the fee 
in this way is that it allows you to increase your price a little bit without increasing your your advertised price um, because it comes in at the time of payment. So $100 job is a $99 cleaning, let's say. Um, if you can sell advertises $99 and then at the time of payment, uh, the customer chooses whether they want to pay that on quick check, cash, which it will just be $99, plus or minus tax, however you do it. Or if they pay on credit card, there's that different cost. And so it allows you to stay a little bit competitive if you are in a competitive area. So those are the main things about zero cost. I'm going to jump over into the technology side of it. Um, I know we kind of started to talk about QR codes. Um, for a lot of pool um, merchants, I've noticed that they have a small storefront or they do some sort of retail sale. And then they also do uh, service at, at, at the home. And so a lot of them, I'm sure, uh, have seen some sort of ERP or some sort of system where you can do scheduling and dispatching and and even credit card processing. And we integrate into many of those so uh, softwares. That's part of the technology side. Um, on the other side of it, if we don't integrate into those processors, well, uh, sorry, into those ERPs, what we often do is do the processing outside of it. And then you just click mark as paid inside the ERP. It's really simple um, and very straightforward and allows you, you know, a lot of ERPs have their own credit card pricing. And usually it's more expensive than what you would get, even if you used like a Stripe or a Square. That's because they want to make some money on it. So they increase those prices. And so as a credit card processing wholesaler, we kind of group all of our merchants in specific categories like home services together, place them with just a few processors. And because we're placing a lot of volume with those processors, we're able to get better rates than most people can get. Um, as credit card wholesale processing wholesalers, um, we work with a lot of B2B, um, a lot of B2C companies, and that volume allows us to be able to get some of the best rates in the industry. So on the technology side, um, whether it's through our online invoicing system or whether it's through more of a QR code type of system or it's through a handheld terminal, um, you know, all the terminals now can operate off of Wi-Fi. They can operate off of 4G or 5G. And... Um, they can print receipts right there on the spot, all built in. And the thing that I like the most is that a lot of these terminals are now touchscreen. Um, we send out terminals every day. A lot of people want the buttons because it's very similar to what they have now. But uh, a lot of people are requesting the touchscreen terminals because honestly, they look sexy. You can get uh, you know a touchscreen terminal and a customer-facing iPad. So as you're ringing up items in a retail location, they can see everything listed. They can even touch the the, the iPad to you know process their card, and um, you know tapping the phone to the iPad or to the terminal is a big thing now. Contactless payments. Um, instead of pulling out their wallet, pulling out their card, I'm sure you've done it a hundred times. You can just tap the side of your phone and it scans your face or put your passcode in and you can make your payment immediately. Anything that helps speed up the payment is the, are, are things that we love. And so whether that's the QR code in the field when there's no phone service or whether that's a touchscreen terminal with a customer facing iPad, we have really great technology solutions. The last part we're going to cover is how this affects your bottom line and your margin. So first we'll talk about how it affects the bottom line. So when you are a merchant paying credit card fees, let's say you took in $100 this month. Um, at the end of the month, the credit card company charges you. So the whole month, your operating budget is sitting at $100. That's what you think is your cost for um, any goods that you need to buy wholesale or, or anything. 
you've been paying your bills in the month. However, really your operating budget is $97. And so people just see this discrepancy and they don't like it. They ask credit card companies, can you just take my money that I owe you at every time a transaction happens or how can we set that up? And so um, that's kind of what zero cost processing also provides is that your accounting becomes more clean. Um, at the end of the year, you don't have to write off all of your credit card um, processing fees as expenses because they never entered or exited your bank account. And so it relieves a lot of work on the accounting side. And then it also makes your bank account cleaner and not inflated by that, you know, two and a half to three and a half percent that it is when you are um, paying the fees at the end of every month. So essentially, it should increase your bottom line anywhere from 2.5, which is rather low, all the way up to 3.5. We see three as the average, um, maybe a little bit higher. And so, you know, you're taking $100,000 and making an extra $3,000 that you can reinvest in your business. You know, a few of the pool companies that I've worked with very recently are doing, you know, anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $75,000 a month and their savings, they're able to put straight back into their business. So whether that means they have been thinking about getting a wrap for their truck and they want to, you know, change up their marketing strategy a little bit and get some really poppy graphics on there and, um, you know, get a new truck, get the truck wrapped. You know, it could be three or four months that they'd have to save um, on credit card fees just to be able to afford that. So it's really, really great. I've seen um, companies put it into digital marketing for lead generation. I've seen companies put it into benefits for their um, employees. I've seen them just take that money as profit and take it so that they can pay to go to trade shows or go on vacations. And so there's a lot of money to be saved and a lot of people are missing out on it simply because they haven't taken the time to learn it or understand how it works and have that conversation with me to um, take that next step. So on the margin side, it's great um, because in a lot of home service businesses, there is a hard cost that merchant has to pass on to the customer, whether that's a new filter, uh, whether it's a new pump, whether whatever it is, new liner, any of the things that merchants buy and then have to resell to their customers. So on the service side, sure, there's a cost for that service tech, um, but the margin on service is much higher than the margin on uh, parts or products. And so let's say you are operating at a 20% margin uh, overall. So for every $100 your business makes, you have $80 of expenses. So you're operating on a 20% margin. What I talked about before was you have $100 in your bank account, and at the end of the month, you owe that $2.50, and you only keep, let's say, or $3, you only keep $97. Um, that $97 isn't really even it, because at the end of the month, credit card processing fees are in the middle of the month whenever you pay your bills, isn't the only fee associated with running a business. So let's say you're operating at a 20% margin, saving that $3 from the credit card processing fees and it brings you up to a margin of $23. So that's a 15% increase in your margin just from eliminating your credit card processing fees. It's a huge way that businesses are able to grow. Um, you know, increasing your business 15% just by eliminating your credit card fees is crazy. I actually didn't look at it this way when I first started in this industry. I always looked at it as $3 off of $100 and you save that 3%. But really, when it comes down to the bottom line and the way it affects businesses, you're increasing your business by your margin by, in this case, 15%. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, 
There are some internet businesses we work with where their margin is three, four percent. And we double their business just by passing their credit card fees onto the customer. And so with businesses that are operating on much thinner margins, it helps out a ton. On businesses with much wider margins, it, it helps out, maybe not as much, but it still helps out. And so we're seeing a lot of businesses, especially with you know talks of recession. I mean, I know home service businesses have been extremely busy, which is great. But what happens after it's busy, it gets slow. And businesses want to save as much as they can right now with what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the world. And I've seen a lot of people just call me up, you know, I'll, I'll meet them at a show. They'll call me up a week later and they're like, I don't even need to think about it. I know I need to do this for my business to be, um, you know, successful long term. And so we get a lot of people who um, who have been switching, even, in, you know, even while their businesses are busy, because they're seeing right now how high their credit card fees are because these are their busiest months. And so they see it at the end of the month, they call me up, they go, I just did my taxes, or I just paid my credit card bill this month, and I, I don't want to be doing that anymore. So how do we um, get started? And then we have that conversation. What's the technology you need? Do you want anything really new? Do you want to stick with some stuff that you're very comfortable with? And we take it from there. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a great switch. You know, we have customer service is incredible merchants get my personal phone number um, business owners do i don't give it out to every tech in, at a company but business owners get my number if there's any major problems we have an, an office that handles most of the customer service i get the escalated issues and we're always here to help and um, you know we can revisit technology every other year or every six months if there's updates we like to keep our customers informed about hey there's this new solution out there we think you might really like for example um, tapping a credit card to a phone. I didn't talk about it in the technology section yet because um, it's not 100% launched. Uh, it's in testing phases right now. But instead of using like a Bluetooth swiper with your phone, you could actually have a, a customer tap their credit card to your phone and make a payment. Awesome technology. It's not quite there yet, but you know we like to communicate things to our customers when major things happen in the industry. And so from the zero cost to the... Um, you know, kind of forward-looking technology with things like tap to pay or QR code solutions or QuickBooks integrations. We have some really great solutions, some really great savings. And um, I think we're up to a couple questions maybe that um, if I didn't cover anything, I'm happy to take any questions. Yeah, thanks, Max. Um, we have a question here. How, how does uh, your software compare to Stripe or Square? That's a great question. Um, so Stripe and Square don't let you pass on the credit card fee. You have to bake it into your price, which, you know, bake, a lot of people say, oh, I could just bake this in. The problem with baking it into your price is that you should be raising your prices every year. Some people change their prices every six months. And so at what point do you, you know, do you have a spreadsheet that you calculate what interest is and how inflation has affected your business and you increase it and then you add in credit cards on top of that, it starts to become confusing. And so when you have credit card as a separate line item or as a separate mathematical calculation, you don't ever have to worry about increasing your price based on um, on credit card uh, prices. And so there's a lot that businesses can do with that, you know, with all the different technology solutions. Awesome. Um, do you integrate with QuickBooks or any other accounting software? Yeah. So. Um, QuickBooks, Accounting Suite, Sage Summit, uh, or sorry, Sage, Sage Summit, their show. Um, Sage, there's many different accounting softwares that we integrate with. Um, 
one thing I will say is a lot of ERPs, which are more on the, the CRM side that do integrate with a Stripe or a Square, um, also integrate with us. And so, um, so one thing I did want to mention about Stripe and Square, they have great pricing. Um, there's no doubt about that. We usually can beat their pricing, and especially when it comes to the zero cost side of it. Um, when it comes to accounting softwares, which are a little bit different than ERPs, there's many different ones out there. Sometimes if we can't integrate with the, or we don't currently integrate with the one you um, use now, you connect us with them. They say, sure, we'll integrate you. We do a, you know, one week integration and then we're set up for your payments. So whether we're integrated or not isn't really um, important because we're constantly looking for those partners and integrations in different um, industries. But more often than not, the most the biggest ones that are used the most, we are already integrated with. Thanks. Um, another question here is, how long is the um, onboarding? Like, how long does it take to switch over to, to use you guys? Yeah, great question. Um, so this has changed a bit recently. Um, you know, we saw the model that I would say the biggest advantage of a Stripe and a Square is how quickly a merchant can sign up and use it. And we saw this and, you know, we were, we needed to replicate that. Um, our older process maybe took a week between getting some documents together, filling out the application and signing it, which we still do with many merchants because that's, you know, more the standard way to do it. But looking forward the the way that Stripe and Square sign people up um, with like a 10, 15 minute sign up is kind of is what we're doing now for a lot of our merchants. We have um, one of our partners has like a 20 to 30 minute um, approval time. So you fill out, you know, 10, 15 questions about your business, you get immediate approval, you get emailed the, you know, the login to the, to the account, and then you're set up to take payments. So, um, you know, depending on the solution, um, we're able to get you set up very, very quickly. I want to say almost instantly, um, about 20, 20 minutes. Great. Um, who would, um, who would they contact for customer service? So depending on the level, uh, you know, the customer service questions, um, we do have an FAQ, which is usually the first resource that I will point people to. Um, for each solution, there might be a different FAQ. So if they're using, you know, solution A, point them towards that FAQ or solution B towards that one. Usually that's able to answer about 80% of the questions. Like things let people ask me, hey, I, I didn't get my deposit today. What was the reason? They check the FAQ and they're like, oh, it was a bank holiday. My money will come tomorrow. Question. Um, solved. No need to reach out. Sometimes, though, there are bigger issues, and they do happen with every business. And um, you know, in any industry, there's always some roadblock or something that happens that they really need to talk to somebody. So we do have a team in the office that takes care of our first level, let's say, of uh, customer service. They're also usually able to solve those questions pretty quickly. Sometimes it's just, "Hey, I forgot my password to log in. Can you reset it for me?" Um, Log, they got a new computer and it's not saved and they need, they can't remember their password. Um, so our, our team in the office is really, really capable, really smart. They know all the solutions inside and out. And then finally, I act kind of as the last line of customer service. Owners call me all the time, even just to chat. They'll say, hey, what shows you going to this year? Any new updates in the industry? You know, we're friendly like that. But um I do, you know, pick up my phone. It's my personal number that people get, um, not not just a work line. And so if there's a question on a Friday at seven o'clock because you just finished a job and for some reason a payment isn't going through or whatever it is, give me a call and I'm happy to pick up and help. Great. 
Um, looks like our last question is, um, if people want to move forward, how, how do they schedule a meeting with you? So there are a couple different ways to schedule a meeting. What I'm going to do is uh, send Al a Calendly link that you can go on to pick a time that works for you and schedule a meeting with me. Um, I'm also going to provide my email and my phone. You know, everyone likes to communicate differently. So if you want to shoot me an email and say, this sounded awesome, I would love to you know, try this zero cost program out. And if it's a fit, I'll keep going with it. That's great. That should be an email. If you want to shoot me a phone call, you could even text me if you really want to. If you're really busy and you want to just shoot me a text that says, hey, saw the webinar. Sounds awesome. Let's schedule a time. That's awesome too. Or if you want to go onto the Calendly page and schedule a time there, that works as well. All right. Thanks. Uh, looks like that's all the questions. Uh, thanks, Max. Uh, thanks, everyone, for attending and watching. Uh, this webinar will be available on our website um, on demand. Uh, so if anybody wants to watch it again or you could always go to our site and, uh, and watch this webinar over. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Max. I uh, appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for the time. One thing I did want to mention that just popped into my head that I forgot if um, we have the time for is that NESPA members also get, um, you know, a, we, we pay NESPA a percentage of what we earn, and then NESPA gives that back to their members. So you get an added benefit of eliminating your processing and then getting some money back from, from NESPA, depending on what their benefit is now. So that's sometimes something that pushes people over to using us versus someone else. Even if the savings are identical, you also get that kickback from NESPA. So just wanted to mention that. Otherwise, Al, thanks so much for the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Al. Have a good day, yeah. everyone. Thanks.